All right, everyone. Hey, how's it going? Oh, welcome back to, I guess, the third episode of season three. And we're just going to get right into it. I got my friend Will with me. Go ahead, Will. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to kind of like go over what we're, because this was technically your idea for an episode as well. Yeah, so for sure. Why don't you describe it? Yeah, yeah. So I, we, I guess to dive in. Uh, so I had the idea. I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about Stranger Things. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Um, one of the only TV shows I actually follow properly after I stopped watching um, The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stranger Things is coming back to Netflix um, this week. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, you know talk to Kush about it, the goat when it comes to TV and and, um, and movies. Um, the most knowledgeable that. man, the most knowledgeable man I know about all this. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, I'll do a little recap of season one and two for like a minute. So I'll, I'll try to time myself so it doesn't go on too too long. Basically, the show is obviously set in the 80s in a small town in Indiana. And there are these five kids who are good friends by the name of Mike, Dustin, Lucas, uh, Will, and... Uh, is there four of them? There's only four of them. Okay. Oh, and then five and then 11. We have 11, yeah. Cool. And then we right. obviously have the season two editions as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So then, long story short, they meet this chick called Eleven who has like telekinesis. We find out why throughout the show, but I won't go into that now. But she has powers. She can move things with her mind, which is incredible. And then, yeah, season two, as you mentioned, we meet Mad Max. And basically, the whole premise of the show is they're trying to save the world from something called uh the other side the upside down world and uh one of the kids gets kidnapped into the upside down world in season one he's affected in this you know by this traumatic experience in season two but they're all alive and well heading into season three so yeah i guess we're going to talk about what we want to see coming in season three what we're excited about uh maybe dive into what we don't want to see and uh yeah uh, that's actually a perfect summary like uh we can't Appreciate keep getting it. Oh, no, I mean, you did a pretty solid job. Uh, we keep getting, like, I guess, hints at uh, part of these, like, little world-building things as well. Uh, we got the introduction to 8 in Season 2. We got introductions to, like, you know, just somewhat of a... What was it, Season 1 or Season 2, where we kind of got introduced to who Eleven's mom was, to an extent? Yeah, so that was... I think that was an arc in Season 2. And, in fact, it, it's that's one of my notes I wanted to ask you about. So why don't we just go into it? So I sure. guess one of my questions was, like, do you think we're ever going to see these other kids again? Because there was that like one episode cameo where Eleven disappears to like Baltimore, I think, and then yeah. she hangs out with all these other kids. She gets her punk makeover. She does some cool shit. Oh, sorry. Wait, can we swear on this? Yeah, yeah, we can. 100%. Okay, cool. <laughs> she does some cool shit. Uh, they run around town, and then she kind of realizes at the end of it that this isn't what she wants. Uh, she's glad. I feel like she was glad she explored it, but ultimately she realizes and she senses she's got to get back to uh, Indiana to save her friends, and that's sort of heading into the sort of end of end of season two. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're ever going to see these kids again? So this, the way that they introduced it, like the fact that they dedicated a whole episode to it, it feels like it's one of those things where every season we might get an introduction to something that's to an extent, like a world-building kind of thing where we get introduced to a particular other character. We know mm -hmm. that, like, Eleven is just... It's not just, like, a a random name that's been given to her. Like, she's probably the Eleventh test subject. Yeah, I think I think, we've, I think, we've, I think we can come to that conclusion um, once we get to that episode, right? Like, there's exactly. been enough clues um, that she is, you know, basically a number when she was a child, when she was abducted and, and thrown into this... Um, 
don't even really know what to call it. I guess it was a hospital, but you know, she gets you know done all these tests, and she's obviously exactly as you say, world building. They they set the scene that she's not the only one, mm-hmm. and that that's one of the things where I would while it's I don't know while the introduction to the upside down and you know the monsters had particularly come out of it, they're incredibly interesting. But to also see this kind of like this little secret test facility and what happened with everyone in there. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Umbrella Academy, but it kind of reminds me of the elements of those things where it's like these particular like mutant type characters that are there that we just have to kind of find out more about. And it could be like a team up kind of thing because it seems like it's leading up to possibly something along those lines. Yeah, I was I was just wondering that. Sorry, go on. Uh, like every season, well, one of the things that we get to see is like, all of the major characters that we know come together to fight off like the biggest monster there is. We kind of got to see that in season one, but we also kind of got to see that again in season two. And that's yeah, exactly. kind of like the penultimate episode, uh, either the last one or the one before the last, where we get to see something along these lines happen. And the thing about like the fact that the TV show storylines are heavily inspired by D&D means that like these right. monsters keep getting bigger and bigger as time goes by and you need more and more people or you need to get stronger as time goes by to take on the monsters at the end that's interesting so i didn't know that about dungeons and dragons um i should really get on that i haven't played any of that in, in uh in my in my life yet but i should i should really learn how to play that because I, I do like this show so much but i don't know how i feel about that because i kind of like how at the end of both seasons mm-hmm. l just not l excuse me 11 well they call her l in the show but yeah um, Eleven sort of comes back in and saves the day, like twice, like back to back seasons. It's like LeBron, like 2015, <laughs> 2016 in the finals, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, and I'm, you know, maybe what you're saying is, is they're sort of preluding to this almost like Marvel esque universe where they've got a, they've got a team up. I don't know how I feel about that because I like the L such a badass. Like I love that she like doesn't need anybody else and she can do it on her own. But maybe, yeah, maybe what you're saying is, you know, these monsters get bigger and bigger and worse and, you know, she, she kind of needs all that help. But I just wonder is if that happens, you know, what are the, what are the boys going to do? You know, the four, the four, you know, they don't have any superpowers. Do they kind of become redundant to the show? I mean, the, the kids will like, at least the four of them will always be the best term for it would be like the MacGuffin that's always there. They're the things that like, kind of hold the universe together to an extent because they are yeah. what the audience is supposed to be. They're supposed right. to be these people just like looking at what everything that's happening. And the reason why I would love it if we actually ended up getting more of like a team up aspect to the show is because you don't want the thing that usually happens with a lot of like Superman things where he's like the be all save all kind of thing at the end of the day. Like you want to see the vulnerabilities that take place. And if 11 keeps coming in at the last moment, season and season on end as and like kind of just does this thing where she's like more powerful than everything that's out there it kind of makes it super hard to relate to her yeah true and also i guess it might get boring right like i guess if we had if we had another season where the monsters and getting bigger and worse and it kind of feels um you know like an inevitability that they're going to win this fight and then she sort of comes in and saves the day i guess if that happened for a third time they might sort of lose some interest from the audience that's a good point and in order to kind of like keep the interest in the hero that you have, you kind of want them to lose at particular points as well. That's that's kind of what makes them like incredibly interesting in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, true. Uh, that's something that I would like to see. I would like to see the introduction of like other characters. Uh, like it would be kind of a wasted episode considering they dedicated an entire episode to eight. Yeah. I think it would be very like kind of just like a giant fuck you to like the viewers. <laughs> 
Well, we, hey, we introduced you to a character, and now we just like left it all aside. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I felt, you know, the, the episode that followed, I was a bit confused. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> why did we just? Why did I just spend 45 minutes watching these characters I've never seen before? And this you entire episode did something with that. Otherwise, right. it's and then just... and then it went nowhere in that that season. Anyways, like uh, th- that's one of the things where it's just like. When you have these limited series seasons, you don't want them to waste any second of it because you're not getting True. 22 episodes of 45 minute long shows where mm-hmm. you can have filler episodes. Like every minute matters. So if you spend 45 minutes dedicating to like this entire thing that happens in a different city with different characters, where one of the characters is actually similar to Eleven, and then you're just like, we're just gonna push that to the side, as if it never happened. <laughs> you literally wasted a tenth of a season by doing that. True. And then, and, you know, if you consider the show only has two seasons, you're looking at like five percent of, of the show. Yeah, five percent. Yeah. Sorry, not fifth. My math is horrible. All right, so I guess I guess it sounds like we should be expecting to see not only eight but potentially a, a more expanded cast in season three of these kids with superpowers. That would be a, a way to go. Like it, we obviously have a world where like magic's a thing and monsters are a thing. So like the fact yeah. that you would have these like mutant type kids that have like special powers is not really out of the world would you be disappointed or do you think that any of the quote-unquote normal human characters so the five guys and yeah. sorry excuse me the four guys in mad max would you yeah. be disappointed or annoyed if they learnt or somehow just like magically got superpowers because i feel like that would be i feel like be a bit rubbish but also i could see them going that way right where somehow l like l teaches them the secret source to it uh i would I don't want any of them except one character to possibly get powers. It's like, I'm trying to remember the name. The kid who was in the Upside Down or the Netherrealm or... Will. Uh, Will Byers. Will. Yeah, 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 Will Byers. If oh, Will I tell you was, what, yeah. That if would be Will good. was one of the people that actually got the ability to kind of like, I guess, like shift between dimensions and kind of figure out the best way to beat these monsters or something along those lines, kind of be like this portal of knowledge. Yeah. I think I that would like- be really cool to do that. I feel like they could sell it pretty easy too. Like I'd buy that. Like as a consumer, if they were like, "Oh, he was in the Upside Down for like a whole season. Like this, yeah. this is an after effect. This is a this is something that you know you know stayed dormant in him for season two. But guess what? Bam, we're here in season three, and he has his power. I would I would buy stock in that. And we also obviously have like two seasons worth of content to have. Like it wouldn't be that long of a stretch because we keep seeing these hints of uh, yeah, well, he like, has those flashes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why I'm just like it would be kind of a cool thing to do. Like in the Flash, they had kind of that happen with a character called Cisco, yeah, where he gets killed and then brought back to life, and then because he gets brought back to life, he kind of gets like this weird ability to kind of go between like different port, like different dimensions by just touching random things that are around him. True, that would be and, cool. Uh, uh, I think it would be cool to see Will get powers if they want to give someone powers, but I want like I don't want Dustin and like. Mike and all the <laughs> yeah, others to true. get powers. Like I want them to be who they are. Like I would, they, I would. They are us okay. in D and D. That's what they are. Okay, I would be okay if they gave powers to Mad Max because for two reasons. So one, she was yeah. new at the beginning of season two, right? So we don't actually really know anything about her history other than she moved to Indiana from California with her stepbrother, the guy who gets in the fight um, yep. with one of the lead male protagonists. I forget his name, um, but. They could write that in, right? They could write that in where it's like, oh, she, she's like two or three. You know what I mean? Like, she has these crazy powers, but we didn't talk about it in season two because we wanted it to be a surprise or a secret. It could be something along the lines of like, um, 
there's there's a particular storyline called Dark Phoenix where uh, Jean Grey's character figures out that she has powers that like were hidden from her to an extent. Okay. Like her like th- there was like a mental block built around her memory of these powers that she had, and if that something like that happened to Mad Max, that would be pretty cool. Because uh, yeah, I like actually, that. You could actually even write like a small like um, walking the line between being like a bad and a good like. Uh, person in that thing where you realize like everything around you was a lie and you kind of like confused about everything mm-hmm. and then you could kind of go crazy for an episode exactly like, like you could like, have like, like teen angst <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like we kind of got that with 11 with her like a punk rock face, yeah, so. yeah 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 true all right and so, then my second reasoning for I, why i would back her to have it is her name like her character is mad max like i feel like that's got to mean something right like they wouldn't just write that in for like, alliteration would, would they mad max yeah yeah like it could be a nickname, sure, but it, you know, why did they call her Mad Max? Oh, she has crazy strength, and she would get angry and push people in California. Like, who knows, right? I feel like there's so many ways they could go with that. No, I, I completely get that. Like, I completely agree with that. I, her character was one of those characters where we did not get. There are two characters in Stranger Things that I want to see get way more screen time, just because I think they're pretty interesting. One of them is obviously Max. Mm-hmm. The other one, just because of how much she she steals the show every single time she's on the scene is lucas's sister yes yes like uh erica i think erica sinclair or something like that phenomenal oh, i thought you were talking about nancy okay sorry i thought you were talking about nancy no no lucas's sister is like uh she's like maybe like six or seven maybe like eight at the very most but she's super sassy as a character <laughs> okay erica sinclair i got you i, I got you i got you seeing that here um, and like I think she does comedic relief better than anyone else on this show. Okay, I like that. I'll buy that. Get more screen time, just in general. Okay, I might have bad news for you. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. She's not listed as a returning character for season three, so no. I, I hate to bust your bubble, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, to be to be fair though, none of the quote unquote returning characters are listed on Wikipedia, so they might just not know. It's only the it's only the sort of main characters who are listed. Um, yeah. as coming back for season three. So I, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that's Wikipedia doesn't know what it's talking about just yet. But I'm trying to think like apart from the yeah, I'd love to see like an introduction of like I, I would love it if Eleven was possibly the most powerful of them all, and she was the last test subject that was there. That kind of a thing. And then you obviously so have her powers family. grew like more than the rest of them. Exactly. Or she like was there she longer. Was, like, Exactly. Like she was held the longest. She was one of the last to escape, or something along those lines, which means like she kind of got the strongest powers, and that like we could literally have uh, a case where like she still hasn't like kind of discovered all of her powers yet. Yeah, I definitely is... think that's coming. I definitely think that's coming. Like I feel like yeah, we just scratched the surface on what like she's only just like scratching the surface on what she can do. Exactly. Like the older she gets, the more powers she discovers, and like. They could build this into like a multi-season show if they actually built the characters, like the the, the, the power-based characters and everything like that. I'm not saying give us like one a season, but you could give us like a few a season. Like you, it, this could be a solid like six-season show. Well, I was going to ask you that's a, like that's a great transition into like a different topic, which is like what do you think the longevity of this show is? I guess it depends on the direction, but I mean, I personally agree with you. I think this could go six, seven, eight seasons. Like the audience is there, the fan base is there all these all these actors and actresses are so young and yep. you know i guess i guess as always it'll come down to cost right how much they've got to keep paying them i think it's going to come down to cost it's also going to come down to like how busy these actors get every season you don't want uh, that 70s show or something along those lines 
like that, that kind of a thing to happen where the actors get really really busy with like a movie career or something along those yeah, lines true. and then you're not able to keep them in the show i think it's better to do like a like like a six season arc would be perfect for the show i think by that time all of the characters have hit like their late teens mm-hmm. or early 20 like like you know we're talking about like 19 20 20 i think i think the guy who plays caleb is like older than them let me look him up on my laptop while i while i have it right here but i think from memory um he's older Oh, Caleb, Caleb is his real name. Excuse me. Lucas is his character's name. Oh, so yeah. He's 17. Yeah, he's older. Millie Bobby Brown's only. So I know that doesn't sound like a big difference, but I remember thinking 17 was really fucking old when I was 15. But he's going to be 18 in October. So let's see. Season three, by the time that ends, he's going to be. He's going to be 18, right? Yeah. So he'll be, he what... could be 19 before season four comes out. He could be. Oh, yeah, he... most definitely. So who knows? Maybe Caleb doesn't. Maybe Caleb's because he's supposed to be playing like a thirteen-year-old, right? Oh, uh, kind of. I'd say like aren't they like twelve, thirteen at the start of the show, and then it's I think they're like, like high school freshmen at the beginning of the show. So, so about fourteen. That is. Yeah. yeah, thirteen, fourteen. 14. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's a good call. And I guess I, so. One of the things I wanted to ask you your opinion on is. So I think we see this over again, again and again in Hollywood. Like if you talk, talk about like a show like that 70s show, or if you look at a show like Friends, yep. you know, different shows that have launched careers for like the whole cast. It was kind of yep. the first thing these people were on. And I guess, are we, are we looking at the next generation? Are we looking at that next show right now? Is it, is it sort of unfolding in front of our eyes? Do we think these kids are going on to be superstars? So I know some of them are definitely like, like Bobby Brown's already got like a massive career. Yeah. Going. Like I that's, agree. That's not even really a question. Finn Wolfhard has a, has his own kind of like he's. I think Isn't he in a band? Of, yeah, I think he's used the show as a way to launch what he really wanted to do, which is like, like be a musician because that's what he does every single time he's not on the show. Yeah, he's touring. yeah. I checked he's out like his Instagram. Performing. Yeah, <laughs> checked out. Let me pull it up now. I checked out his Instagram. His Instagram's wild. Like all he does is talk about his uh, his music and his band and like going on tour. But I think we're also looking at a show where the kids are going to make enough money that they're not really going to have to do a lot post this. The royalties True. that they have and everything like that, it's going to be like, to an extent, like the Friends effect kind of thing, but they're going to be yeah. a whole lot younger. True. Yeah, because I guess, I guess yeah, it's not, it's not always the case where every single one goes on to have a crazy career. You might, you, might get that, you might get that case where one of them is just kind of chills. He's like, you know what, I made my... I made my money. I secured yep. the bag. Like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to go like write a book or maybe in this guy's case, just like be in a band that isn't like an A-list band, but you know, it might be like a C-list band, which is pretty incredible. So, but, you know, like, who knows? Yeah. Like, uh, Fun could have his own band, like, uh, Dustin, I think the actor who plays Dustin, um, he's kind of doing his like own like prank based show or something along those lines. So you could see. Okay, like, so I heard about this. Is this the yeah. thing that's like kind of the reboot of Punked, but it's not called Punked? Basically, like it's it's kind of like he's going through Ashton Kutcher's, uh, what do you call it, life to an extent. Okay, he's going down that path. He's going that path down that path. Like, like it's the same thing. They both had like shows when they were super young, ran for about seven seasons, then they kind of did their own like reality show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably what's happening with like the actor who plays Dustin right now, and then it that's gonna lead into like a small like TV show movie based career probably. Gaten Gaten Matarazzo is his name. Yeah, sounds like he's got a little Italian in there. 
100 Italian. Yeah, I mean that would be cool. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't. So two thoughts. One, I don't know if I would personally be super into like a reboot of Punked in 2019 yep. because I think it was different in like the early 2000s and Ashton Kutcher was doing it because technology wasn't like advanced as it was now. Yep. So for example, like no one had iPhones. You know, no one was texting all the time. We didn't know. We didn't exist in this world where everybody knows where everybody is at all times. And, exactly. And yep. you can kind of you can kind of put two and two together much, much, much quicker nowadays. So that's my first. That's my first point. Is like I wonder if that would be a barrier to overcome if if if, if that's the the path he's going down. And second of all, like these pranks, like I don't know how well people remember them, but like a lot of the stuff that was done on Punked, like you just couldn't you couldn't do anymore. Like I remember even, I remember there was a reboot like not that long ago when Justin Bieber hosted a couple episodes. And yep. I think he punked Taylor Swift into thinking she, she fought, like uh, fired off a um, firework onto a boat that then caught on fire and blew up. And she thought she was responsible for like oh 16 deaths. Like, I don't think that would fly. <laughs> I don't think that would fly in 2019. And uh, apologies okay. if, I, if I got that story wrong, but that's my memory. But I'm pretty sure, like, punk was pretty hardcore. The pranks yeah. were pretty intense. Like, I don't know how entertaining it would be if the pranks are, I don't know what the best way to put it is, but not as thrilling or as deep, basically. Well, so from the memories that I have of watching punk, punk never really delved into, like, emotional trauma of murdering someone, though. Like, I'll it was more like you got terrified and then, you, you know, you, you would, like, get stuff done to you, but it was... Along the lines of like, we're gonna scare you a lot, and then just be like, "Hey, we punked you." Okay, like, I think that that that's what I remember from punk okay. was like a lot of like scare based tactics, like being kidnapped, like as a mock being kidnapped and stuff like that. All right, okay, I'm pu- I pulled it up. All right, I'm gonna read you the headline. This is yeah. MTV. This is dated yeah. April 9th, two thousand and twelve. This is nearly ten years ago. Headline reads. <laughs> Taylor Swift, quote, absolutely traumatized, end quote, by Justin Bieber's Punked. On the season premiere of Punked, blah, 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 Swift's punk was particularly memorable as she was left in tears after Bieber made her believing she ruined a wedding. The premise, Bieber and his pal, blah, 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 talked her into launching off a special firecracker that was sent to them. The firecracker launched further than they could have expected and set a boat on fire. (laughs) The boat had a wedding party on it, and Swift believed she'd ruin the couple's big day. All right, so it wasn't murder, so apologies, I rescind that. But I was close from, what is that, seven years ago. It's, uh, give me some credit for that. But I, 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 I don't see that flying in 2019. Like, I think that's pretty intense. Oh, 100%, I agree with that. I, I think prank shows in general are a thing that, that are pretty much off the past. So you can kind of see that from the fact that, like, prank videos on youtube in 2012 2013 2014 were some mm-hmm. of the most viewed videos on youtube True. you could build a channel off pranking someone and that would be your career you can't yeah. do more like now it's kind of like prank shows and prank videos are kind of shunned on just because you're like no you're kind of like a little shit like pissing people off well i tell you what there's that what is that show where there's like it's like the five best friends from long island and they and they just prank each other the whole time that's pretty like pg-13 that's uh, a show yeah what's it called um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up um i'm gonna try to figure it out but I'm gonna, um i'm just gonna type in long island prank show carbonara uh, effect 
No. Uh, Impractical Jokers? Yes. Yes. That's it. Impractical okay. Jokers. Just So Impractical Jokers, the premise is, is, is like, I think it's four of them. They've known yep. each other since they were like kids, since they yep. were like 12 or 13 or basically high school. And I think they all grew up to be like comedians or wanted to work in comedy. And then they started this show. And, and their pranks are silly. Like the, their pranks aren't like hardcore and intense. They're just like fun. They like mic each other up and make them say silly things to people or do silly things in Central Park or whatever. Like that's like pretty low key and pretty fun. And, and you know, I think they have, a, they have a huge following. Like I know tons of people. I, I'll watch it if it's on TV. I'll throw that on. Like it's, it's a good laugh. But it's not punked, right? Mm-hmm. So I just I'm worried if they if they like if they bring back punk and we've gone on a <laughs> we've done like five minutes on punk right now we've done like a huge tangent on punk we can try to swing it back but that, I don't that's know that's just we're my talking opinion. about like someone's career okay well, well I'll say one last thing and then we can get back onto like streaming and Stranger Things <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah so you can kind of see it where like season one of Impractical Jokers was averaging about 1.6 million people every and what year episode. was that what year was 2012 that? so the year Taylor Swift was absolutely traumatized basically yeah the exact same year we're looking at 1.6 million people watching that show every episode that's a lot of people that is that's quite a few people but like you look at the latest season that they had on an average Mm -hmm. they had 0.51 million people so 500,000 people watching that show all right well you know what everyone's stats go down in a (laughs) nine-year career or a seven-year career i'm just i'm gonna give these guys a break but Still, what do you say? Well, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.4 million. So 400,000 people still tune into that show. I mean, I mean, it's obviously still good enough to, to be on the air. But the point I was more just trying to raise is like, mm-hmm. it's a different type of prank. And I think that prank, like, part, I, in my opinion, part of the reason why they're still on the air is because it's, it's PG-13, right? Like, they, can, they mm-hmm. can get away with it. It's not blowing up fucking boats. <laughs> like, no, I, I think the ability to kind of like uh, get that line in the middle where you can kind of appeal to prank shows are most likely to impress like people that are kind of going into high school times because like you still have that like super fun mindset of like being able to like make fun of your friends and stuff like that. And you don't really have to worry about that many repercussions because you you don't think that far ahead and how evil you can be, which is why sure. a show like Impractical Jokers That's would that. be a huge hit among 14, 15, 16 year olds. Mm hmm. And then oh obviously- no, no no i know like 20 25 year olds who watch this show but Karen. oh shit <laughs> like my what? friends my peers yeah. <laughs> me uh <laughs> it's a good laugh all right so i guess like to round it off look yeah. forward to wedding crashes 2 in theaters fall 2023 starring gaten matarazzo i feel like that's i feel like we've called it wedding crashes 2 uh isn't that isn't that the one Oh, no, no, Just Married is a movie I'm thinking of. Ashton Kutcher. Wedding Crashes is... Um... Wedding Crashes is Owen Wilson and... Uh, Vince yeah, Vaughan. Vince Vaughn. I'm thinking but of... But to be um... honest, I could be down for a movie like that. Because like, by that point, we're talking about like Gideon being like... I don't know, it's four years down the road, so he'll probably be about 20. I think he's 16, yeah. So it could be like... Uh, here, I'm going to write, write it for you right now, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. like Owen Wilson and... Vince Vaughn's characters, like kind of training these kids to be wedding crashers, just like them, because now they're too old to do this. I oh, like wasn't it Will Ferrell's character, <laughs> and then wedding crashes right at the end when he's still living yeah, with mom, yeah. and they realize what that's why they stop. No, all right, I'm 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 gonna cut the cord on this because I think even though wedding crashes is a classic and it's a funny yeah. movie, I think I think the premise of the movie has aged really poorly, which is basically just like lying to chicks and getting drunk at weddings to hook up with them. I, I feel like that has aged extremely poorly and would definitely not fly 
2019 or 2023. So I don't know. Well, maybe we- maybe they're teaching them how to be gentlemen at weddings. I would I would watch that. I would watch that movie. Like, hey, we we learn from our mistakes. It could be it could be the apology movie we never got. Don't get could me wrong. It, Wedding Crashers is a fun movie to watch. Could but- it be something in reverse where like? They get taught this, but at the same time, it's like the change in generations means it doesn't work. You mean as like well. they teach they teach the older guys about how to be gentlemen? Like they teach them about like how to be like good human beings? That could be a thing. Or I was also thinking like the like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson's character teach Gaden Marozo and like whoever the other character is, right? Their old ways, but then they also kind of like retort back by saying like this doesn't work anymore. You can't do these kinds of things. This is the right way, kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. something along those lines like yeah. but it has to be done in a way that it's not pandering but, but like also kind of realistic to an extent like this could be a really fun movie i think i would be down for any movie well first of all any movie starring vince vaughn i think he's fucking hilarious but yeah. any movie let's get like vince vaughn and owen wilson back together i even liked the google movie i liked that one i just like i think they have good chemistry i think they're great oh, together the intern right yeah the internship I liked yeah. that movie. That was fun. I, that was actually a pretty good movie. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed that. It was like a good like entire thing of like old school versus new school kind of thing and like bringing it together. It's very, uh, what's the term for it? Like very like heartwarming to an extent. Yeah, no, definitely. Like very sweet, very cute movie. Adam Driver was in that movie. No, not Adam Driver. I keep getting people from that name strong. Adam Devine. He was in that movie, oh, right? Oh, from uh, Modern sure. Family. Some Modern Family. Well, what was his own show that we, that he was on? Oh, uh, Workaholics. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in that movie. I don't know. You should know, Kush. This is, your, this is your podcast. <laughs> uh, this is a lot of TV shows. Right? You forget. Yeah, you're so. supposed to be my Rolodex for movie and TV and stuff. <laughs> nah, I'm just giving you a hard time. That was such an old poll. A Rolodex? Yeah. I love that uh, one. Those haven't been used since like 87. Yeah, but I love what it represents. Just like a book of all information kind of thing? Yeah. Just like people's information? True. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, I love old words. All right, let's get back to Stranger Things. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If this would have happened in real life, like if if something like this, like some crazy shit like this happened, right? Yeah. How quickly would Trump tweet about it? The same night. (laughs) I feel like he would be typing the tweet as he phone or getting in right the very same night like that exact night you're gonna have like a barrage of tweets of like, yeah yeah it wouldn't even be one it would be like seven like reply tweets to his own tweets with like 75 percent of the words spelt wrong and it's gonna be like just i don't know conspiracy theory reasons behind why something like that is happening something great like america defeated aliens exclamation mark <laughs> great exclamation mark oh uh, man that would be that that could actually be a pretty fun thing as well like you just have like okay what if independence day happened in real life how would the tweets be about that and stuff like that we could do like, 20 minutes on what if and how would he tweet about it i think that could be its own episode to be honest hey hey just give me a call let's do it next sunday <laughs> give me a week give me a week to do some prep <laughs> all right i'm down uh, all right good stuff um Okay, I see. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. How do you think? Okay, this is one of those things where we're kind of like delving into the territory of the fact that like most of these kids are underage, but they're kind of like presenting these like particular romance things. Do you think that they're actually really going to delve into one? So I 
think every great TV show kind of has a romantic arc, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to rack my brains of some of the most popular, like even like Seinfeld had his, his arc with Julia Dreyfus's character. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Seinfeld nerd, so I don't know her character's name. We didn't have it in England, so uh, excuse me. Elaine. Elaine, thank you. Yeah. Um, like every show has it, right? And if yeah. we have it in Stranger Things with Mike and Eleven. Um, you know, Mike was so sweet to her and really looked after her when, when she first, um, you know, appeared on scene. He let her stay in her, his basement. She missed him terribly when she was at Hopper's house and she was, you know, locked up. And obviously Hopper was trying to keep her safe, but she obviously felt that urge to go and see Mike. And of course, at the end of season two, we see them kiss for the very first time at the dance where uh dustin has his crazy hair which is an amazing look um <laughs> just first and foremost but back to the kiss so it was sweet and it was cute right and i think from from perspective from perspective of someone who's older than them i'm like oh that's cute like that's sweet but i don't know how much further they can take it than that because of course they're 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 underage we're not going to get any like racy scenes we kind of got one racy scene in, in the series so far with nancy right yeah like didn't they kind of almost have a sex scene no i, I, sure I, I know they presented it yeah. yeah right so Maybe if they want to do that, that's that's the avenue they go down with. I, I definitely think the the relationship between Nancy and um, the older brother, I forget his name. Um, is it Billy? No, uh, Billy's the stepbrother. No, I'm trying to remember. Jonathan. Jonathan. It's, it's Nancy and Jonathan. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's... Uh, that's something they can go down. Great looking couple, by the way. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very into that. I think, I think she belongs to Jonathan, and they clearly understand each other on a deeper level. So I'm, I'm, I'm buying stock in that. Uh, but I also, you know, part of me also likes her ex boyfriend. I forget his name in the show. Um, I really should have done more research about all the names. Good guy, this, Steve. This is, this is verging on, on embarrassing. Steve, Steve Harrington. Yeah. Yeah, because they they like he also turned into like chap. Uncle Steve or Good Guy Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he has that he has that spin around right where he's kind of like a douchebag at the beginning, and then yeah. by the end of season two, he's kind of looking after all the kids. Yeah, yeah basically, like he that. becomes like uh, Dustin's like mentor to an extent as to how to live yeah. life. All right, but getting back to your original question, so I I don't re- I have my doubts about the Mike Eleven thing because they're mm-hmm. so young, but also I have my doubts because I'm thinking like. This poor girl was tortured her entire life up until, like, I guess in the show, like, a year ago. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how long do we think. What's the time span between season one and two? A year like, and a half. A year and a half? half no. Okay, yep. so she's, she's been out and about. She's been on the scene for a year and a half. She obviously has really deep, deep, deep feelings for Mike. He was, mm-hmm. he was the first human who didn't treat her like a, you know, a specimen or a subject. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I guess the question, how much romance can so, someone who doesn't grow up with movies and TV that just show you what romance looks like in society or is how it's presented in society. There's a whole other conversation about how diverse it is, but just bear with me mm-hmm. as someone who can, who doesn't grow up with that and who's only really experienced torture, I guess, does she have that question of like, what is this? Is this real? What does this mean? How do I feel about this? Or maybe she's just not thinking about it. She's like, you know what? I'm, I'm 12 years old and I like this boy and he's good looking. I'm gonna kiss him. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, so what they've kind of done with Eleven is like that, that entire thing of like a person coming to, I, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Coming to America. Uh, I haven't seen that one. It's like Eddie Murphy's movie about uh, someone who was just like, dude who grew up in a different part of the world and comes to America and then tries to kind of get like assimilated with this country. Okay. Because the, Sounds the good. culture is so different from where he was from. And I think that's what we kind of got to see with Eleven as well, where she was like kind of learning yeah. the way to place and everything like that because she'd spent her entire life 
in like one lab. Yeah, and doesn't she have that whole bit in season one where she keeps being like, friend. Exactly. Friend. Yeah. Right? Like she exactly that's my point. Like she doesn't she didn't even know what friend was a year and a half ago. And I just don't know how I feel about launching into season three being like we're boyfriend girlfriend now. Like to me that just feels like a rapid acceleration. But I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old timey. I don't know. Like I would be perfectly fine with the thing where it's just like it leads up into a romantic relationship, maybe a season or two down the road, like mm-hmm. a legitimate romantic relationship between the two of them. But like, I that's not a primary thing for me in this show. It never has yeah. been. Like, I think they have to throw it in there though, because it. I think I think it has like as a as like as a writer, like I think you I think you've got to write that in. I don't know because I like I was saying at the beginning, like at the beginning of the segment, like all these shows have romance in them. Like yeah, some uh, romantic arc. And uh, you, to an extent, you do need a romantic arc because you need to deal with the terms of like actually caring about something that may possibly loss or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. But we can also kind of get that from the angle of a deep, like, I, I don't know, like a deep level of affection for each other, but also just it could be friendship related. That's what yeah. it was the very first time when Eleven went away. It wasn't the fact that like, Oh, I, I love this girl and she's about to go away. It was the fact that this was like one of his closest friends, that like someone he'd kind of like met a little while back, but mm-hmm. became really, really close together. And I guess they toe the line kind of somewhat strangely between like almost that family type love where yeah. it's like, I have to look after you no matter what, because you know, he basically found her and she was basically just like a homeless lost child and like a romantic love where it's like, Oh, we got to know each other. We did this and the, uh, the other, it's the eighties. Maybe they went to the ice cream parlor. Who knows? And, and for me, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just not buying stuff. But so I've seen from some of the teasers and the previews that there's mm-hmm. another romantic relationship in season three, uh, which is between Lucas, who I called Caleb earlier, but that's because it's portrayed by Caleb McLaughlin and Mad mm-hmm. Max. So Lucas and Mad Max, and I don't know if you remember, I vaguely remember, there was kind of like a bit of competition between the rest of the boys. And Max, and, yeah. And yeah, um, for Max's affection. Yeah. Well, so we I also... guess it would be interesting to see if it tears them apart, right? Like, if Lucas wins, if he's now becomes, you know, Max's boyfriend, how does, Kate, how does um, Dustin feel about that? I, I don't want Will that feel to about happen. It? I really don't want like the Yoko Ono thing to happen in the show. It's in play. I feel like it's in play. You think so? I feel. I well. I mean, I haven't seen it, obviously, but I feel like it's in play. I, I don't know. It, it, it happens. Like people get jealous. That's a real. That's, like that's a real thing. Like no, I don't say. I, I definitely don't want it. I don't want to see that happen. That would not be fun because I think mm-hmm. part of the charm of the show is that it reminds you of being young and having your like you know that squad you had when you were twelve years old. You know, it brings back that fun memory and, and to see the squad sort of divulge into Eleven and Mike and then Lucas and Max and then the other three I think would obviously be sad but I don't think the sh- I don't think the writers would do that so it'll be interesting to see how they play that dynamic between the rest of the boys like maybe it'll just be like 30 seconds in the beginning of episode one where they're like ah we don't care anymore <laughs> like shrug of the shoulders like yeah that's all right like I'm over it like for me the thing about Lucas and Max was like y- yeah, you had kind of like Dustin being like, oh, I'm interested in her. And then like Will just being like, oh, I'm going to keep, you know, fucking going in between two different worlds. Like <laughs> you obviously had um, 
like Lucas and Lucas and Max thing felt supernatural because it wasn't like or like not supernatural but like super like natural. I know I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like like reason- like it felt easy. Like I was very into. I was very, I was like rooting for him the whole time. Exactly, and I didn't feel thrown off by it at all because like it wasn't yeah. like oh it just like you know the first episode they meet the second episode they're together or something along those lines. It exactly. was a gradual build of like a friendship and like affection and stuff like that before they were actually just like hey I'm kind of into you. Mm-hmm. And they went through some real shit like the whole fucking world opened up and they almost died and they had demo demagogues chasing them chasing like, them and they were fighting the them off and everything like that exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like one of those things where, like, trauma brings people together kind of thing. And that's what we kind of saw between these two characters. Because they went through the same shit. They went through, like, life-threatening shit together. And mm-hmm. it brought them together. I Side don't... note. Sorry, yeah. go on, go on, go on, go on. Oh, no. My entire thing was, like, I don't want them... The thing I love about the four, like, friends being together and just kind of doing their own thing is that they are, to an extent, uncorrupt. Like, they're not corrupted by, like, these, like, particular ideals of like jealousy or something along those lines they obviously have like small bits but eventually no matter what they're together because they're like they love each other as friends yeah yeah exactly and i would hate for like it it to like go down that path like the typical storyline of like oh i like this girl but you're with her and now i don't like you anymore okay so let me throw this at you did you ever watch dawson's creek i did not no okay all right just reference you should watch it one of the one of like my favorite shows I've ever seen, like, but I'm into that, I'm into that, like, genre, like, One Tree Hill, like, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, like, great binge, great binge TV, but I'll just throw it in there for anyone who might listen to this, who who knows the reference I'm going for, uh, yeah. it's that Lucas and Pacey have this, like, uh, fight for uh, one of the lead girls, and they, then they become, then they sort of grow apart, like, one of them wins out, and then they, they kind of aren't friends anymore, and that was obviously the direction that show took, and I agree with you, you know, it would be devastating if that happened in this but i don't know i like i said i think i feel like it's in play it could it could it could happen and maybe i don't know maybe some shit comes their way and they've got to get over all that internal drama to sort of save the world who knows that could be a thing to kind of i would kind of be unhappy if that ended up happening but if they did that in a right way i wouldn't hold it against them Right? Like, it teaches you that lesson that, like, yeah, nothing really matters except friendship. Like, they get there in the end through this big experience they have. I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing shit out there. Hey, strange thing. Sign me up. I can write. <laughs> All right. I got a question for you, which... Yeah. Uh, who do you think bites the bullet first among all of them? Oh, it's big. Oh, man. I feel like... All right, so... I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're saying who bites the bullet of the of the main six, or are you yeah, talking the, like, like the extended cast, including uh, like Joyce and Jim? No, uh, I'm, like I'm talking sister. about the kids. Okay, about so I don't think it happens in this season. I'll say okay. that I don't think any I don't think any of them go in this season. Okay, but but I'm gonna make my prediction. I'll I'll stick by it. I'm gonna say it's it's Lucas. You think Lucas bites the bullet? Okay, and I'll tell you why. So I think it's Lucas. And this is strictly because I was reading earlier that he's older. <laughs> so I feel like that could come into play where he's like, no, I got, I got to go do this movie, this big Hollywood movie I can't shoot. And they've got to somehow figure out a way to write him out. Oh, shit. So you think Lucas is going to bite the bullet just like timing like, issues? Like he'll, throw, like, like he'll throw himself on the coal, save yeah. Mad Max in a very romantic, like heroic way. And then he'll like get eaten alive, like the guy in Lost Season. Remember when they're running around in the hospital, and the kind of chubby guy who the mum was dating 
gets like eaten to shreds. Yeah, yeah. Remember Sean that scene? Aston, Sam yeah. from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Exactly. See, there you go. Pulling those references out, Kush. Love yeah. it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it can't be Eleven. She's going to be in the show until the bitter end. Like she's the star of the show. It's not going to be Mike. Um, yep. she, he's too important as well. Dustin's in play. I don't think it's going to be Mad Max because she was new. And then that only leaves Will Byers, who's kind of not been in it so far. Like he was, he wasn't really in it season one because he was gone. He was in it more in season two. Like I feel like that would be a really, that would be a really short stick to pull if he went out first. And mm-hmm. so basically, in my mind, I'm looking at it like it's either going to be Luke or Dustin. Um, and I don't know. I just have. A, I'm just swaying towards. I'm swaying towards Lucas now because he. I feel like he's got that hero in him like that hero trait whereas i feel like dustin's a bit more reserved like i don't, I don't know if he i don't know I don't, I don't know tough one i don't know what about you who do you think who do you think bites the bullet first oh uh, if anyone and, and 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 when do you think it's gonna happen i've already put it i think I could, I could i could see it happening like late season four i think mike bites it <laughs> like what's his name so i didn't watch game of thrones but like Jon snow that would, be, that would be John. I know he comes back, but that would be Jon Snow-esque, right? Because there was that cliffhanger where he dies, and then obviously he comes back. But. Exactly. That, that's what I think happens. I think, I think we see... What, okay, like, I think tragedy really builds a character. I think that's one of the sure. things about like, super hero, heroic-type characters, that they have to experience tragedy in order to become the true version of themselves. I think that's what we kind of get to see with Eleven, where the one person that she like really, really cares about ends up dying, and that, that would that be builds... horrifying for her. I know, oh, wow. I know, but but like okay, so that's... let me pose this to you. So yeah. if if tragedy builds character, yeah. does this become the Will Byers show? Like, is he the dark horse to take over the show? Like, he was obviously one that's traumatic. He had yeah. a horrible go at it in season two. Remember that scene where they tied him down and they were like burning the place up to get the, the yeah, they ghost were monster out of him? Basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, of, of all of the main characters, bar L, he's probably second for like most traumatic experience, like person we'd have the most sympathy for. So the reason why I am perfectly on the side of this being like this slowly turning into a Will Bars 11 kind of thing, like not that the two of them are together, but the two of them... They become the, the leads. Biggest, they become the leads, and the reason behind it is like Will is the kind of character who has had the most happen to him with the mm-hmm. least amount of screen time. Biggest heat check, as they say. <laughs> as they say, and like he's doing the most with the least. Exactly, and like that that plays a massive role into like there has to be something along the lines. There's a reason why like he was barely there in season two, even though he has the most amount of shit happen to him. Like he has. To an extent, an ability that no one has, like not even Eleven, no one has this ability to kind of like, kind of just go between these two worlds. Yeah, you're convincing me. I could and really I, see it going this way now. And I think the like in a way, my... in a way, like I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but in a way, no. like they obviously like Millie Bobby Brown is the star of the show. She's the main. Mm-hmm. She feels like the main character to me right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. I feel like Will Byers is, a, is currently a very close second and they could very easily transition it because as exactly as you say, everything happens to him. 
Like yep. the arc, the arc of both two seasons is about him, right? The arc of season one is he's missing and then trying to find him, and then we discover the whole upside down world, blah blah blah. The whole arc of season two is the ghost monster goes inside of him, and they have to, they like don't realize he's unwell at first, and they realize what's going on, blah blah blah, and they have to, as you say, um, perform is, an exorcism on him to 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 get it out and make him better. He is the. That's like, a great. Take, at the end Bush. of the day, while while Eleven is the character that we all focus on, Will is the focal point of the show he's like the rosebud yeah. he's like this yeah. particular thing that like makes the biggest difference as to what happens in that world mm-hmm. and i never thought about that and like that's one of those things where i'm just like we need a like we need a real character building experience that like that's there that like mike Seth i think that would be, be my favorite thing. thing to happen in season three like mike I think that now or... now that we no 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 no, no. Uh. I'm, I'm talking about like if we got some like real like will bias character building in season three Oh, I 100% believe that. Like, he's also feel- one of those people that like hasn't really been able to do much outside of uh, Stranger Things, and I feel like it might be because mm-hmm. of the amount of time that he's had dedicated to season three. And 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 might as well just touch on it while I was talking about him. Like, and I, I mean, I guess it goes for the entire cast. But like every time I watch him, I just think yeah. to myself, like, what a phenomenal actor! Oh, for, 100% for the role he plays. Yep. And how old he is? He's 14. He's the youngest. The kid was acting circles around people in the first season. Like, unreal. Like, unreal, like, levels of, of talent, I think. Like, uh, th- that's my main thing, which is just, like, I would love it th- that if we go down the path where Will becomes, like, one of these things that is the bridge between, like... The, the upside bridge down in the and, real like, world. Yeah, the bridge and the person that can kind of be the person, like... Like the gateway, like the person who like guards the doors to an extent between the two yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we get to actually see like Eleven's like full extent of her powers come through the tragedy that happens from Mike's death. Because one of the things that we kind of get to see is that her emotions play a huge effect as to how powerful she becomes. True, true, true. Okay, see, so I feel I feel like you're calling it. I feel like Mike's death. Are you calling it in season three, or are you saying further on? Season three or four. One, like it, it's got to happen. You say he's dead by season five. <laughs> There's no Mike in season. That, no, so like Mike does not exist in season five. Finn Wolfhard has like a full-on career as like a elite. He goes on to become figure. like, or like a like a what's it like a Rolling Stone or something like that. He goes on. Yeah, to be, like uh, he, he could be like the next like I don't know uh, Dave Grohl or whatever he wants to be like in the current times. But I think he'd take it. I think he'd take it. But season five, there is no Mike. Like Finn Wolfhard's not in the show by season five. Okay. Oh man, yo! And that could things. be the last Netflix, season. Give that us could... a call. Honestly, <laughs> I'm 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 into this. That I I'm now I'm going to be disappointed if that doesn't happen. Honestly, that would be such a shock. Oh man, I'm into that. And like that would be, I I'd say that's the best way that they can like actually transition the show from being like this like kind of mixture of like a kid slash you know supernatural show to a realistic like towards the end of like their teenage years kind of like a gritty yeah. aspect but that's also character development and then you actually get to deal with like the monsters and everything along those lines yeah because i don't think we're heading to like a stranger things season where they're like going off to college i think no, this, no. i think this ends before any of that happens no these kids are way too traumatized to have a regular life uh, so i was gonna ask you about this like, this is like a like a bit let's let's do let's do let's let's do like five minutes on this like first of all how much like help do these kids like if this is real life like how yeah. much help do these kids need getting through this because i think 
after season one, like they've all got to take a break from school and like go see a therapist and get help that they need to mentally process what happened. And then they don't, they just jump right back into school. Poor Will Byers is in the hospital for like five seconds. And then they're like, yep. right, you're good. Back to school. Time to do I math mean, homework. Yeah. I guess it was the eighties, but yikes. Because I feel like there's no, like that's maybe my own nitpick with the show. It's like, where, like, where are the mums? Like, why, where are the, like, obviously we have, we have the one mum, which is Will's mum, uh, Winona Ryder, who's also flawless in this show. Like yep. she's a main character and she's phenomenal in it. But the rest of them, like, where are the rest of the kids' moms and dads, I guess? Like, well, why, we get why, like why aren't you taking care of your kids? <laughs> Jeez. Like, that's the entire thing about, like... So the 80s were a huge transition period in America from, like, you know, the parenting was just like, hey, don't go to that house because otherwise you'll get, like, touched or something like that to, like, the helicopter parenting time, right? Right. And that's what we're kind of, like, I think this is pre... I think season three's like trailer is when we get to see like Reagan stickers. So we're seeing like 1984 times. So yeah, I was just reading on Wikipedia. 19 is, is season three. Nine, sorry. What was in season three? 1984. 1985. Is the beginning. 1985. Is season, okay. is season three is 1985. I think I read that. Let me double check while you talk. <laughs> and yeah, so like, I, I think we're possibly living at a time and like, uh, parents were kind of fine with their kids having autonomous lives while they kind of live their own life and like the kids just bike around plus it was like it's like indiana like it's like not even like central indiana it's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere yeah so it's true. not like a massive thing for kids to just like go around biking and stuff like that because like you're not living in a city where you have to worry about like someone getting murdered or something like that the very next day like we get to kind of see that where like Barbara going missing is like a huge thing that brings the whole town together. Yeah, 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 true. And I think, I think they kind of played into that a bit in season one where they would, you know, this is Hawkins, Indiana. This is a small town where nothing goes wrong. Nothing right? happens, yeah. Like, this is a very quiet, dormant town. Like, it's the Stephen King thing where it's just like every single thing that happens, um, like, you know, in It or in The Shining or whatever happens in like rural parts because that's where people expect it to happen the least. True. Yeah. All right. I want to transition, unless you have anything else you want to talk about for the show. Oh, I want to transition I, and talk I think a little bit about streaming. Stranger Things to death today. Yeah, we, we've done a lot. I mean, it's it's such a deep show, and it's very, very interesting. And, and that's I, I love timepiece things. Like, I mm -hmm. love it when, when, when you're watching something and it really feels like, like the people who do the sets and the costumes you know those are the kind of the un unsung heroes of shows like this where you really yeah. feel like you're watching something that's in the 1980 you know 1980s or whatever so i mean that's part of the charm for me but i wanted to talk oh. to you about streaming because not only are you such a you know buff with with details but i think you also watch the industry quite closely and you you were talking to me on chat earlier this week about the sort of transition that we're seeing with mm -hmm. streaming services obviously netflix has been around for a while but you were talking to me about all these new um streaming services that are coming online i was talking to you about the apple one and i had read you know about nbc taking back the office which i, th yeah. I think upset a lot of people so i guess my question is and i think i have an answer for it because i think uh but i won't say it but i guess my question is 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 netflix going to survive or thrive once they lose all of their shows that belong to other big networks like the office or like parks and rec friends you know whatever else it might be 
you know, what do you see the direction of Netflix and more generally, what do you see the direction of the streaming industry or the TV industry, I should say? So I know 100% that Netflix is going to survive. My question is always going to be like, how far, like how well is it going to survive through all of this? Netflix's business model is basically incredibly different from every other studio that's there. Mm-hmm. They they rely on a system where it's just like, it's not that we're going to employ you uh, to build like these IPs and then like create TV shows out of it. And then you kind of get rights to it. And then we'll give you like a little bit of a budget. No, Netflix's system is like, here's $10 million. Give us the rights to all of your characters and we'll give you a budget to d- develop your show. And like, you know, as much as you want and stuff like that. And we'll take the brunt of everything, but we'll also take most of the profits. Right. Netflix is an incredibly risky business because of that. But at the same time, when you have like massive hits like House of Cards, Stranger Things, um, all Queer these like, Eye. Queer Eye as well. Where I they, love like, Queer Eye. Where they develop like this massive thing. Like I actually, I've, so my entire thing with Queer Eye is like I watch a lot of YouTube clips about it. Like mm-hmm. I'll just watch yeah. like YouTube clips of different people or like the, the, you know, the different people that they talk to or like other celebrities that they have on the show or something like mm-hmm. that. But I've never really watched it like episode by episode. Okay, so when you like watch I'm the clips, out. how do you, yeah, how, when you watch the clips, how do you feel? Oh, I've, it feels phenomenal. Like, I'll literally right. binge them. Like, I'll binge yeah, yeah, these yeah. things. But I feel like I just need to, like, sit down at one point and just watch the show. So, last summer was the first yeah. time I watched Queer Eye. Um, yeah. So, it's obviously summer after you and I graduated. So, I had some time on my hands and my girlfriend mm-hmm. was with me. And we blew through two seasons of Queer Eye, which I think was like 16 episodes, 16 like hour long episodes in like four days, I think. Like all we did, because it was raining, <laughs> we were in England. Yeah. Like it was the summertime and we had been traveling and then kind of my house was raining. We just blew through it. And I can honestly say that it is, so first of all, like I love reality TV in general. Um, I, I'm less of a fan of when reality TV feels really scripted and I don't mm-hmm. feel like Queer Eye is very scripted. So that's a huge plus for me. But it's genuinely five of the like most kind people, seemingly kind-hearted people. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a single bad thing to say about them um, yep. in, in, in the world who give up their time. Obviously, there's perks what they do. They get paid and they have the celebrity that comes with it. Who give up their time to help people who A, really need it, and B, the most interesting episodes are where they help people who don't necessarily, whose views don't align with them. So yeah. they filmed all of season one and two in Atlanta, Georgia, I believe, which is obviously south. And I don't want to make this a whole political thing, but there's undertones in the show where these five gay guys are helping people who you might not think are particularly receptive to their way to the way they live their life. To their way of is, life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is obviously not right. And, you know, you see this magical trans- transition and transformation and they show, they show people, you know, through kindness and love, how to transform their way of thinking and become better people. And, mm-hmm. to, do, and to, to be someone who's, you know, who's a minority group within society and, and, and lives through everyday discrimination, I'm sure, and... and um, you know, negative negativity towards them, you know, not maybe not every day, but they, they might feel it. And, 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 uh, and to, to go and approach something like this, where you're helping someone who's part of that group that's made you feel less than is honestly, like, there's nothing, there's nothing more benevolently like human and happy about that. Like the, the kindness that they show to do that for people who, you know, 
as I say, belong to, to potentially a group that opposite, opposes their way of life. It's just just incredible. But aside from the from the, from that aspect of it, it's a really fun, really heartwarming show about five guys who are incredibly good at what they do and mm-hmm. they help people and they transform their lives. And yeah, I'm not. I won't lie. I've shared multiple tears watching Queer Eye. Like I, you know, wait, Queer Eye's uh, new season of Queer Eye too. In July, so I'm gonna have a lot of stuff to get through in July. Strange things coming, and, and new Queer Eye season four as well. So I'm excited about that. I'm sorry I didn't mean to do two minutes on Queer Eye, but no, no I think with I think with the yeah with the hold that Netflix has over shows like Queer Eye and Stranger Things and House of Cards and all these all these different you know original programmings, I think I think I don't really I don't see people canceling their Netflix accounts because they lose friends maybe a small percentage of people but that's that's my view on it like so i don't see anything more than maybe like five percent of people canceling their netflix accounts i think netflix has too much brand like it has looks like massive level of brand equity it's been like the central placeholder for Mm -hmm. the longest time like I, i like to say like most people in the world don't use landlines anymore to call people but they still mm-hmm. have them in their house like yeah. if you go to any family house a landline's still there netflix mm-hmm. is that for streaming services <laughs> well well i don't know because now you're saying oh, well no one like you're saying no one uses landlines are you saying you think eventually no one would use netflix no okay do you, for example if you like really get into a particular show right say i got there was a time period when i got into a lot of amazon Prime shows and i shun netflix to the side i still had my subscription the entire time but i was rarely I going saying. on it and then i, I got into like youtube and streaming and stuff like that it's more of just like a cornerstone of your life type thing exactly it's something that you kind of always have because it is that one thing that you will always fall back on but you always mm-hmm. go back to it for particular things as well true and that's a that's the point where it's just like netflix is not going to lose subscribe like subscribers that is not a thing netflix is going to keep all these subscribers at least for the next few years until it gets to a point where it's just like no one like people are have spent like two three years of not watching netflix and they're like why do i still have this yeah true but then all right so then so then what happens to streaming because i'm not i know like i don't want to cancel my netflix account but i also don't want to be paying $12.99 for apple and $12.99 for nbc and $12.99 for hbo and $12.99 for abc streaming like i don't like to the point where it becomes cable costs again yeah like uh, yeah. part of so so i have youtube tv which is like 40 dollars a month and yeah. oh i think we were just talking about this before 50 dollars now they just up their price mm-hmm. um and i love it but i i, I yeah i don't know I, I don't i think i can manage seven different streaming subscriptions i think we get to a point where like so right now what i have is like i have netflix amazon prime and hulu right mm-hmm. i got hulu because of spotify premium I got Amazon yep. Prime because I just use Amazon Prime in general, and then I got the everything off of that, like you know, with the with Twitch and everything along those lines. So I just kind of have a package deal with Amazon, right? And then I obviously have Netflix because I've had Netflix ever since I was in college. Now we, I get to a point where like there are going to be subscription services where they're going to have to compete to get like even a dollar from me. So yeah, so wait, so let's put it in con- into context. So you've got yeah. these three, and you're probably spending what like. 30 or 40 dollars for streaming right now like between hulu amazon and netflix like i'm yeah, not trying like, to blow, blow your spot up but like most people probably have those three like so say the average person is spending like 40 dollars already on streaming and then maybe it's someone like me where we also have youtube now you're already spending like 80 90 a month just on like content right 
Yeah. And that's before any like YouTube TV, like, sorry, not YouTube TV, YouTube, YouTube Premium, which as we were discussing earlier is different from YouTube TV. YouTube TV, yeah, it's... Like, so, where, I, like, where does it end? Like, I can't, I, yeah, like you were saying, like, it's the bitter end for any more money. No, it, it won't end because we're going back to a time where like, we had, okay, like, the, the you remember this from like the media classes that we took, uh, but it was just like, you started off with the three channels that were there, then you got Fox, then you got like a fuck ton of channels put together on TV, right? Right. And then streaming started taking place. So you had the biggest streamers online, which was just like Netflix and like maybe YouTube, YouTube for YouTube videos. And then you had Netflix for TV shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Netflix starts developing their own original content. Amazon realizes that there's a market for that. Amazon creates their own videos thing. And now we're getting back to a thing where like it used to be the three big channels for streaming. You had Hulu, Amazon Prime Video and Netflix. And mm-hmm. now you have all of these markets that are coming in, like CBS is coming in with their all access, CW is coming in, DC Universe is coming in, because it's just a transition of TV from going from regular TV into online TV. We're just seeing a change in market, but it's going to be the exact same thing. And it's eventually going to get to a point where you kind of see seeing that happen with Disney Plus. Disney Plus is releasing it, and their price is going to be six ninety nine. Okay. And they're I, could under- maybe, I could maybe get on board with six ninety nine. Yeah, because they're undercutting the entire market because they, they've kind of seen ahead where they're just like, oh, when we have like 20 different streaming services, you can't charge people $20 a month. It's yeah. not going to work. So do you think all the prices for like the existing streaming services will come down? They're going to drop. They're going to have to okay. drop. That's Otherwise, good. they're just not going to gain a market share. Like we kind of got to see that happen. Like my, my biggest example is always going to be the fact that like Tidal released. Yeah. No one fucking got it. Yeah. And they went through like four CEOs in like two months after they launched. Exactly, because who the fuck is going to be paying? Like, what was it? Like, what was Title's like opening price? Like, Title was yeah. Title was a tough look. It was like it was expensive, and everyone had Spotify, which was free. And then exactly. Apple Music came out. Well, I think Apple Music came first. I'm and I'm on Apple Music because I'm a big proponent of of Apple. Like, I'm just a, I'm I'm all in on Apple. I got my iPhone. I got my Mac. Like everything syncs up. I like it. And I just, I like that my iPhone connects well with my music. And I know everyone goes on and on about Spotify and how well their Spotify curated playlist is, but it's all algorithm. I mean, and I'm sure Apple will get there eventually too, but I don't know. Like I'm not the, like for me, most of my time gets spent listening to podcasts. So I just Mm -hmm. like listen to podcasts uh for music like i don't listen to music enough that i have to like i kind of get into apple music i just kind of have spotify and then i ended up getting like paying for spotify premium just because like i kind of want to decide hulu subscription with it yeah 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 i mean that makes sense and i think that was a huge selling point for for hulu i think a lot of people canceled their spotify and then signed up for hulu and got it back exactly and so do you think yeah go, go ahead okay i was i was gonna say so so, so, we, so basically we're on the we're sort of at the prep on the precipice of having all of these streaming services. Do you think that we're just going to get back to where we were five years ago, paying one enormous bill? Someone's just going to like strike a deal up and wrap all of these services into one and say, here, $100 a month and you get access to NBC, CBS, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Apple, like boom, 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 boom. Because I feel like... That's a distinct like, possibility. That is something that can happen. But it's also, if that does happen, we're going to get to a point where like, it's going to heavily depend on the political climate and the way that internet stuff, like just digital stuff is regulated in general. Okay. Because if regulations don't change, if massive mergers are allowed, then I don't, I don't see like 
you know, I'm not like not afraid. What's the best term for like? I I foresee a time that this is going to happen. But mm-hmm. if internet, like the internet, does get regulated, if we're talking about a time where like data management systems have to be like changed, the way that like how big companies can get also get regulated online, because then you have to be taxed the right amount and things like that, then no, I don't see this happening. Because okay. the moment you get something where every single thing in the entertainment industry is put together under one banner, you get Comcast again. Right. That's yeah. And I feel like that, that I, I feel like that's super in play. Like that could definitely happen. If, if that does if, happen. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Barring any changes to the, to regulation. Exactly. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but I also feel like people have gone smart to the extent of like, Oh no, this can't really happen again. Right. Like we can't. Because that was the whole point about Netflix and originally yeah. was to sort of be a, a disruptor in the industry. Exactly. Like that, that's the biggest thing about like, you can be a disruptor and be a monopoly as a disruptor because you're the first in the market to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's really, really like hard to kind of like just come in and then take everything that's in the market and become the primary source for everything like that. Because then you become a company that, like, you get into that stage of like you're too big of a company to function in general. Right. And I, this is going to heavily depend on the political climate. Like, 10 years down the road, if we're still dealing with the same level of uh, I guess like misinformation and the fact that like people are just not well versed with what happens online. Then yeah. we're gonna see Comcast like online Comcast. Like we're gonna see like a digital Comcast. But if we're living at a time where people are smart to the idea of what happens when you have a monopolistic system for entertainment and TV and stuff like that, then I th- I think we are in a market where everything's gonna be like around ten dollars uh, to. Yeah, it's going to be around ten dollars, and we're going to have to like just select like the four or five things that we particularly want to see, mm-hmm. and then those are the things that you pay for. So, okay, so say we head down that path. Let me yeah. ask you this: say you say you pick six. Say you're willing to spend sixty bucks. Yeah. Build your team. Build your subscription team. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna hold you. Yeah. I'm gonna hold you to saying that you're not going to close your Netflix account. So you you got to have Netflix in there. I'm and, gonna have Netflix and Amazon Prime. That's just gonna. All right, stay. so you got so you got forty dollars left. Well, you can set your limit. You can set it. I I probably would go up to like sixty, or no, maybe if I, I was I like, living with someone, I'd go up to like. Like I would, I would want to start off with like I think sixty is a pretty solid bet. Like I, I would actually bring it down to maybe like fifty dollars a month because that's okay. I pay they, I pay fifty dollars a month for my internet right now, right? Right. I would want my cable and everything to be the exact same. So say we put it at fifty dollars. Right. Um, I build have, your squad. I have, uh, as of what's available right now in the market, I'm going to well, go no, you can include You can include stuff that's like been announced. Yeah, no, I, like just stuff that like I see is going to either come on in the market in the next year or so or what's yeah, up yeah, in the market yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Those are my okay. three things that are going to stay 100%. Okay. Does Spotify Premium technically count? For no, this? no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking strictly like TV streaming. Like if you had to pick mm. five of the services, uh, I add in HBO Now and DC Universe. That's it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So no I, Office, no Office, no Friends. I, I've I've watched those things over and over again. Like I can move on past it. Like. So I guess that's interesting. So, that, so I so I'll ask you this question to lead you down this path. To ask you yeah. another question is: Is it in play that NBC's thing fails? Because I mean, maybe this is a really naive thing 
point from me, but I have a feeling that they kind of looked at the the Netflix thing and said, "Fuck this!" They've got Friends in the Office, which is which everybody watches on Netflix. Like, let's just mm-hmm. take them back, and everyone will come to us. So here's the thing, right? And um, one of the things that like NBC is going to get majorly fucked on because they're bringing in The Office is that no one outside of America knows what the fuck NBC is. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe globally. I think maybe uh, like, I'm, probably, I'm probably not a good example. I know what it is, but I'm probably not a good example. But yeah, exactly. uh, I mean, yeah, like, true, like you true, studied true, true. it. Like that, that was also another thing. Like, yeah, well, I lived there for five years, but um, like, I feel the, like I had an idea of what NBC was, but I agree. Before I moved to, before I lived in America, I, I didn't get it. I didn't really know what NBC okay. was. That, that was an exaggeration to an extent. Obviously, if you like have a little bit of knowledge about the industry, you're mm-hmm. going to know what NBC is. But yeah. for the general audience, like mm-hmm. here's the thing, the biggest like friends base of like viewers is not going to be in the United States. It's actually going to be outside the United States. Interesting, because Office is massive over here, Parks and Rec is massive over here, but Friends hit India, for example, two years mm-hmm. after it finished airing. <laughs> so it built its fan base. Uh, yeah, like it finished its fan base over here, and you had the reruns going on, but it started building its fan base and like. 2005, 6, 7, 8 onwards in different parts of the world, like Southeast Asia, Asia. And you're talking about like hundreds of millions of people that are now all getting access to the internet that are just like, mm-hmm. I've heard about the show for so long. It is so integral to all these like people that were like slightly above us in a social class. Let's watch it on our own. But it became, at least in my opinion, in England too, growing up in England, it was huge. And in America, it was a cultural cornerstone. Like exactly. there are so many references that you needed to get through, in my opinion, at least. Like maybe it was just a product of being in the Northeast, but it was it was so embedded in culture that you that, that not not knowing the references felt a bit awkward. And luckily for me, I I had actually watched the whole series when I was younger, when I was actually like, much younger, when I was probably eight, nine, ten, um, mm-hmm. with all my siblings. So I I had watched it, and then when Netflix became a thing, it was like, oh wow. This I can watch it whenever. I don't have to get the DVDs out. <laughs> I can just, you know, watch it on my laptop whenever. Uh, but I don't know. I still feel like the the fan base for what I would describe as like streaming based Netflix, you know, sorry, streaming based Friends fans, Office fans, and and um, other NBC shows, you know, Parks and Rec, as you mentioned, yeah, is enormous. Oh, but but I don't know. But I don't know if everyone's going to go. All right. Well, now I need to go sign up for NBC. So, like is it like is 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 it in play that it for NBC? Is I guess is my question. Yeah, CBS All Access and NBC are on their on their way of like being the first to like kind of become the title kind of thing. Oh, that's a hot take. I like that. And the re- I'll, I'll give you my reasoning behind it as well. Right? Yeah. yeah, Netflix and Amazon Prime, both those have these particular shows that are massive, like audience building shows, right? Mm-hmm. But they also do a phenomenal job marketing based on geolocation getting the shows that they know are going to be huge hits in these particular places. Netflix, for example, right? My parents ended up getting Netflix because they realized that a lot of like Bollywood movies were also going on Netflix and to buy Netflix. And then that was their entire thing where it's just like, oh, we can watch like some of the shows that like our son's watching. We can watch like Friends and like Office and like a few other of these like random sitcoms. And then I got my dad into like the Marvel TV shows, right? Right. But my dad also watches a lot of the Bollywood movies that are put on Dubai's Netflix because Dubai has a massive Indian population. Mm. The thing okay. that happened with 
Amazon Prime is that Amazon Prime started doing this thing as well, where they have like these massive amounts of shows, and then they have their own originals with like Man in High Castle, their own film industry, and now they're building the Lord of the Rings show, which is going to be the most expensive show in history. Because I wow. think they're spending $1.5 billion on the first 10 episodes. That is eye-watering, my goodness. $150 million per episode, yep. That better be some good fucking TV. Goddamn. And, but then they also have a lot of different shows that they've built for their audiences. They built Middle Eastern shows for the audience in the Middle East. So those people are going to get Amazon Prime, watch those particular Middle Eastern shows, and then also kind of get into these other shows that are there from the different parts of the world particularly the like us shows it's the same thing with india like i have friends of mine that got amazon prime even though they don't particularly use it because amazon's biggest competitor in india is one of the biggest go-tos for uh delivery services and stuff like that right right but they wanted to watch the massive levels of stand-up comedy that was like indian stand-up comedy that was there on amazon and then they also started getting these like high budget tv shows about like uh the cricket like uh scandals that happen in india and stuff stuff like that where they started like kind of building these like gritty shows that they wouldn't really get on indian tv but they would get it online by indian creators and that's one of those things where like you have to appeal to an international market in order to stay relevant because your costs are going to be so high and what they're relying on is that one hit wonders like nbc's relying on the office to bring in an audience and it's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen but is there no, I guess, I guess not, because I guess Netflix get around it, but I, I guess there's no international sort of copyright thing, loopholes that Netflix has got to get around, or sorry, NBC's got to get around. Like, I guess my question is, is if I, I wasn't envisioning NBC's streaming service to be globally available. I thought it would only be US-based because it's a US-based network. Oh, it's 100% going to be a US-based network, but it's going to be also at a point where people are going to be, like, getting particular streaming services because it's got like a accumulation of like a bunch of other stuff from around everywhere right right people on netflix will watch particular tv shows but then they'll switch over to like really great documentaries that netflix has by buying rights to those documentaries okay that's not going to be a case with nbc because no right. one in particular is just like i c- most of nbc's audience is going to be people that are watching the show on tv it's going to be like game shows it's going to be like talk shows it's going to be those kinds of things right mm-hmm. but you can't rely on one show to hold you up like you can't replicate what youtube did to an extent with cobra kai just because youtube had a much lower level of investment youtube already right. had a massive massive audience true most of nbc's audience is not going to go online yeah i mean that's what i that's what i figure i just i i uh I guess it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like, I, I really don't know. I, I get why they did that. I get that they thought that, like, because if they bring in the office, they could get, like, a bunch of subscribers. It's, a, it's not a terrible idea in the sense that, like, you can kind of see where they're coming from. But if you look at the market overall, that's just uh, not going to be that great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, are there any more questions? Because this has been... We've done like an hour and a half long episode. But yeah, this has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed this. I wanted to say thanks so much for having me on your show. Dude, no um, worries. Feel free to come back anytime. Anytime yeah. you want to talk about a particular topic, like I'm Definitely. ready. <laughs> um, no, I think I think I'm all set. Um, 
And uh, yeah, subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to Kush. He's going to have a ton more uh, stuff, ton more stuff going on. Um, I'm confident that he's the next uh, conglomerate media entertainment businessman on his way. And uh, hopefully he'll, he'll uh, bring me along for some podcasts on the way. Um, but yeah, no, any questions for me? before? Uh, no, I think I'm all good. Is there anything you want to plug or anything like that? Feel free, dude. Like, I don't know how many yeah, listeners I have, can... but like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll for sure promote this too. Um, yeah, check me out. So I, I make music too. I being uh, a uh, try-hard Stranger Things super fan. So you can check me out on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, my handle is W-I-L-L-B-O-R-C-H. Uh, some acoustic jams, some electric jams. You might, you might check it out. And you can follow me on Instagram too. Kush, throw me your handle too. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is King Kushmeister. Don't judge me on it, please. Amazing name. Amazing name. <laughs> All right, man. Well, so great to catch great up with you. Great talking to you. Great. I think this is going to be a fun episode. See you guys. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Take care. Bye.